Welcome to the Vital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go. Jessie Salas joins me today and we talk foundation training and healing through movement plus lots, lots more. So Jessie Salas is a former firefighter and a coach who is also the program director for foundation training, a program which uses simple corrective exercise to help people move freely and easily without pain. Jessie regularly works with people like me and you, uh, but also big wave professional surfers, professional athletes, active and retired military firemen, stuntmen and celebrities like Josh Brolin, Madonna and so many more, using foundation training to help them be pain free and to maximise their potential. So Jessie travels all over to work with clients and people of all types to teach them foundation training and is consistently self-experimenting with different remedies and modalities to get the most out of life. Jesse is so passionate about this and it was an absolute pleasure to talk with him today. We go through what is foundation training, how he went from firefighting to foundation training, what about pain and healing corrective measures, what mobility is, and we talk about how foundation is different when it's implemented in preparation for strength and mobility and recovery, plus lots and lots more. We also talk about Jesse's daily routine. So we really hope you enjoy. You can actually go check out the YouTube video when it's up and you hear Jesse's demonstration towards the end. Enjoy. My background was firefighting for about 17 years. And in that time, I did strength and conditioning for the fire service. I trained recruits. I was forever kind of a student of fitness because to me, that was the pinnacle of being a great fireman was be in shape, be able to get the job done, rescue my partners if need be. And show up in shape for a job that required it. Um, somehow I found myself on the uh, wellness program of the fire service and I started training recruits coming into the fire service. Back injuries were the number one thing. I found foundation training for a, believe it or not, an MCL tear in my knee that I got from grappling and uh, found Dr. Goodman, started doing foundation training and was just blown away by this practice that was body weight, so much going on, so overwhelming and 20 minutes of the work, which felt like the most intense hit workout I'd get done. And I didn't feel like I got drug under a truck and mm -hmm. I just felt amazing and resilient. And it turned into this workout I would do every morning to start my firehouse shifts. And I would do all the heavy training afternoon, but every day I had to start with foundation training. And then, um, yeah, over time, I left to do a first responder initiative for Dr. Goodman and foundation training. And then they asked me to stay and I didn't go back to firefighting. Yeah. This became my uh, kind of my world. And I felt it was a opportunity to bring this work globally to first responders as opposed to a local deal. And I had no intention of leaving early. And here we are. So mm. that is now kind of my mission amongst um, just kind of getting to getting to take it from strength and conditioning and go down the rabbit hole of corrective exercise. Yeah. And so when people ask me what foundation training is, I'm going to start really simple and mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of go into the complex. So the simplistic is it's a series of corrective exercises mm -hmm. that address 
the leading causes of chronic pain resulting from modern lifestyle. And so what I love to look at is like, it can be acute pain used by therapists, used by doctors. And if you ever watch Dr. Goodman treat, he's applying the work around adjustments and all that stuff. So practitioners are using it in a clinical setting and then trainers like myself are using it in a classroom setting or with private clients. Hey, we can't, get after it today, this X, Y, and Z is hurting, great. We're going to go back to the basics. We're going to start on foundation training. Mm. And as we go further down the hole, it's, you know, what a lot of doctors talk about is it allows them to bring a lot of awareness to the way people are moving. You know, it starts to, my favorite term is it's a neuromuscular reprogramming. And so we start getting people back into the primary movers of the body, primary stabilizers, out of compensation patterns so that we're leveraging and tensioning all of the support muscles, not just overdeveloped ones. Lifestyle's got everyone sitting and collapsing in. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, if you look at Dr. Goodman's theory in his books is as we sit, the pelvis tucks under us, the legs turn out. So that appendicular skeleton is splaying open, the axial drops in, the shoulders round and we collapse into our posture. We get up, we start moving about, the body's adapted, and now instead of hinging at the hips, we're rounding at the low spine. And so by applying the methods, it's all coordinated so that we can tension the limbs back towards center and expand from the center out via decompression breathing. Mm, so like yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Mm. It's a learning it's a learning pathway for people, is what I say, is that it's a practice that can be challenging at first, it can seem overwhelming, but those that stay consistent see really cool transitions and it can be very quick. Yeah. Cause it's got, it goes against a lot of the, the, the typical training that we see. So it's changing people's mindsets and just yeah, switching that out, which can be hard. It's almost like they need to change their mindset first and then they're, they're learning those new patterns of movement as well. So yeah. what, what did you see in your personal story history like what was the, the quickest part of change for you in, in, in taking on the foundation training for your own? I found, so my immediate was, oh, wow, I'm moving more weight, more like there was uh so my, uh, like when I talk about lifting, it was never, I, when I was young, I played with bodybuilding as I got into firefighting, I got into powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting. Mm. And so moving a lot of weight, clean and jerk. And, and I'm not going to try to translate the kilos. I've lost that ability. It's been too many years <laughs> now since I lifted, but what I felt was way more stability around my lifts, way more stability and muscles engaged in really dispersing the load that I'm putting on my body. Mm. And, you know, I felt it, my crew, at the firehouse, we'd all work out together, but we all, you know, I was a lifter. Uh, one of the guys was an Ironman, you know, so our formats were very different training, but we'd yeah. all meet for foundation training because we all saw a performance difference. Yeah. And then, you know, over time, just better range of motion. Um, you know, I, I stopped waking up with nagging things, nagging little, oh, this, that, you know. Yeah. It shifted a lot of the, just the way my body carried itself. Mm, mm, absolutely 
All right, so I wanted to sort of dive into what foundation training looks like for, for people. And I know you've sort of explained a little bit of the physiology part of, uh, part of it, but what, where does it fit into a, a training regime, an injury management plan, a daily rhythm of what you sort of implement in the day? Is it a daily thing? Is it part of the training? Is it separate to the training? So maybe just a little bit of context around where you apply it. So I'll give, I'll give you scenarios. I'll give you yeah. the injured person and I'll give you the person that's going to the gym to train. Yeah. So the injured person, depending on what they have going on and they've been cleared by the doc, um, you know, I'll get that. I've got this pain or that pain. And so I'll apply the work to look for, can I find a pattern in the way they're moving that's, that we can apply the work to address it and essentially make space is a lot of times what it comes down to is we're using the work to make space and decompress and it goes beyond just the idea of the spine like we're making space for nerve pathways digestion all these different things we started to find over time of doing the work is what was a back pain protocol has just evolved but when someone comes to me and they're they're like hey i've got back pain like great if you've been clear to do some work with me let's go into it and i'll watch them move we'll apply the work and we'll start to find what brings them relief and usually it's a movement pattern breakdown. And so we start using the work, making space around it, recruiting muscles so that they're stabilizing around the injury. And not always, but a lot of times people are going home like, oh, I feel great. So then it's a, a apply that consistently over time, get to where that pain's gone. And then this is going to be your day starter. Or when you go to the gym, do these three exercises that get you really feeling good and in the muscles. And so when that person says they have six weeks of great training and then they have a setback, okay, we use it as a, as a regression, go back to your FT work, focus on that, get yourself feeling good, and then go into the gym. We're at that point where we're out of pain. Then it becomes a, you know, I, firemen are, are my best example because we were doing a lot of stuff with LA Fire and, the guys were very resistant to body weight work. They're very, why, why are we learning this thing that looks like yoga? And okay, because it looks to the naked eye, it looks very like, okay, I got it. What am I doing? Yeah, but as yeah. we start to apply the method, mm. very quickly, the eyes go big. And sometimes we'll get a, a bit of a shake and it starts to feel extremely challenging. Mm. Uh, and so the firemen were like, went from this attitude why do i have to be here to so i could do this before i warm up i can do this before i train and and, and i'm like yes yes, yes that's yes, yes. it that's the start right like we planted the seed yeah. 10 like five to ten minutes do it as a warm-up yeah you know hey in the middle of the night you wake up for a call the tones go off you're listening sit up tall and do a decon a couple of decompression breaths mm. you know get the muscles engaging around along your spine around the abdominal up, get some oxygen to your brain, you know, that three o'clock in the morning call comes in and you're dead, dead asleep. So, you know, mm -hmm. the, the way to apply it only expands as people really start to learn it and more it's as they get in tune with their own body, you mm -hmm. know, they start to recognize like, Oh, when I do this, my low back doesn't feel like crap. Oh, I did this for two weeks and now I'm doing, I, why am I, essentially why am I moving like the founder and all they're doing is reprogramming their body so that they hinge at the hips again. Mm -hmm. And when they go to pick something up, it naturally starts to happen. Yeah. So, you know, 
me personally, I wake up in the morning and I'll do five to 10 minutes of foundation training. Mm -hmm. Usually it's two Tabatas. Um, I'll put the water pot on for, for my, my coffee. I'll get on the floor. I'll put a Tabata timer on. I'm still very structured in the fire service. And I'll just go into a couple exercises to lengthen and decompress. In that time, I'm also checking in on how's my internal rotation at my femur heads, how's my dorsiflexion feel. Um, as I bring my hands together and I'm connecting and closing my kinetic chain with the fingertips, do I feel my lats firing? Do I feel aches or pains in this process? Okay, great. Nothing's achy. Everything's feeling good. How's my, my rib cage expanding on the breath? You know, am I finding good length? Oh, hey, I did a lot of boxing yesterday. I'm feeling, you know, some tension up into my trap because I was in this guarded position. So excellent. I need more lat activation, a little bit deeper on the, on the expansion of breast, and it'll guide what I do. Mm. And then it's I'm getting ready to, you know, body checking. Yeah, it's a body yeah. checking. It's a body prep. It's a body prime. Yeah. And it, you know, and then I'll go into from that. What else do I need? Oh, I'm going to do some some of my yoga poses, or I'm going to do some FRC cars. Um, everything's feeling really good. I'm, I'm feeling jived on my coffee now. I'll throw blood flow restriction bands on and do another couple Tabatas of FT. Um, the thing that I, I try to encourage people on is it doesn't have to be a marathon. You know, two to five minutes of just going in the mirror and, and doing a decompression breathing and looking mm. to see that your SCMs are firing. Mm. That when you do that, your rib cage is expanding so that we're setting a tone of, I'm going to meet the day broad and expansive, open, and with some muscles tension. We all chase flexibility, and I still do yoga. I've done it for, I've just always been very under the radar, but for a very long time. And we need flexibility, but modern lifestyle is looking for stability again. Mm. You know, gravity's pushing down all the time if we're meeting it here because we sit all day long and I do it too, or I'm on a plane for a long time. When I get off, I'm getting into the yeah. park. I'm getting my shoes off and grounding and 10 minutes of FT, yep. you know? Yep. So a day starter for sure. A prepper yep. before I surf, a prepper before I lift weights, like again, two to five minutes and I'm getting after my hobbies. Yeah. So I have two questions. Firstly, those who have not heard of FT before, a Tabata, can you just explain what that is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, that's um, all right. Tabata, and I love, no, but I love that you circle around because yeah. it's like, excellent. I'm yeah. not even, so Tabata is something that we used to do in cross. I was, a, I was a CrossFit coach a long time ago in like 2008 um, for a very short time. Mm. But in that world is where I, I learned about Tabata and Tabata is it's in 20 seconds of work. 10 seconds of rest for mm -hmm. eight rounds and it takes four minutes. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I found for someone first learning foundation training, it's a little bit too fast because the transitions, you just don't, you just don't have enough time to connect all of the dots that go into every exercise. Yep. And, um, I don't say that with any ego. It's just with time, body awareness, you got to be able to flip and, get very specific muscles going because we want to yeah. anchor the pelvis and expand the rib cage. So it's Tabata. Steps. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tabata is just that, 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 uh, training format. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. now foundation. So you, you've mentioned sort of, um, obviously before training, um, you know, in the morning, 
What about recovery after a training session? Is that something that you do there or is that no? That's sort of like something you leave it, leave it aside. It is the uh, universal accessory is what we like to tell everybody. So oh. absolutely. Oh. Okay. Absolutely. And here's why. So best example I'm going to give you is weightlifting. I can put it in the context of surfing. Um, mm. So I'll, I'll just kind of give you both. Uh, mm. Weightlifting. If I'm, if I'm deadlifting and squatting, I'm always going to have a degree of external rotation. Mm -hmm. Now, all of the strength coaches might have something different. Awesome. When I deadlift and coach or squat, I've got a degree of external rotation. Mm -hmm. Just like sitting, if I'm doing a whole training session where I'm externally rotated and I start swinging the kettlebell at the top of every kettlebell swing, I'm clinching my glutes. I'm driving and connecting. So at the end of those practices, I'll do – three to five minutes of foundation training where we're focusing now on the internal rotation aspect. So when we set our feet up, the toes touch and the heels separate in almost all of our moves, not all, but almost all of them. The reason being is that I'm internally rotating. Ultimately, if this is my leg mm. and this is my femur head, I'm looking for a degree of internal rotation at my femur heads so that when I bring the inner thighs together and I rotate subtly, it allows me to then tension, open up the glutes and start to tension my adductors, look mm -hmm. for the iliacus to be involved and start to get all the muscles that allow for that femur head to be subtly internally rotated. Mm -hmm. As we tension, Dr. Goodman's uh, theory and anatomy in the course is that when we do our anchoring process with that degree of internal rotation, we're engaging all of our muscles so that the femur head is pulled up and into the pelvis uniformly. As opposed to if I'm forever turned out and cinching my glutes all the time or sitting and my glutes get really tight and now those femur heads are rounded out, legs turned out, essentially driving the femur heads forward in the pelvis, we start grinding. We start getting those anterior hip pinches mm -hmm. and I use my body for feedback. I wasn't using it as a cool down because I'm like the worst about it. Like I'm done lifting. I'm going to go yeah, play. <laughs> And then I started waking up like, oh, I'm feeling like, why am I feeling? Oh, I did a lot of kettlebell swings yesterday. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Let's, let's, and it's easy and it addresses it. It's also a good cool down. But then it, with surfing, if you think about it, we're, we're asking our bodies to adapt to the sport. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm only, I'm a regular foot. So I'm always going this way. And so my lead leg is twisting out and my back leg is twisting in constantly. Everything I do, everything I do, even when I turn the majority of one-sided movements start to happen. And so when Dr. Goodman was working with uh, a professional surfer, I like eight or nine years ago, uh, a gentleman named Dane Reynolds, he had developed an exercise specifically to address some of the one-sided movements and help Dane with an ACL recovery. And so he developed something called a surf squat. And so you see it every so often, there is an absolute learning curve. That's where when people talk to me, I'm like, hey, if you've got real injuries, you need to get eyes on you, whether it's virtually or in person, but there's going to be just things you want to coach to guide you through. But using like a surf squat to help address and align, he's doing a lot of exercises now based on like spiral lines of the body, um, which start to go like this on me. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, just absolutely, you know, where Doc Goodman goes is very, very deep, um, with the philosophy behind movement. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, just working to realign the body so that we're centered and balanced again. And then, you know, 20 minutes of sitting, the body starts adapting. Whatever positions we have the body in, it starts to adapt to them. Mm-hmm. And so we want the body that if I'm, if I'm doing this all day, that at the end of the day, I decompress, get myself some space again, and then, you know, go about my day. If I'm like the boat, we were just doing a lot of this reaching. And so I started to feel like tension on my left QL. I'm like, okay, let me just do a spiral rotation the other way and try to unravel the twisting from going that way too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's, and it, it's the, it's the play too of like, people that teach the work and we've got instructors that come to the course again and again and again. And that's going to kind of dictate also how they view and start to apply the work, you know, is like their level of, of time with the work and being around doc. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I see it, you know, it's the, it's the intended mobility, but it's also strength and alignment and awareness of body. So it really encompasses so much. I I'm fascinated by, by it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. <laughs> so the, you said it was a, a typical back pain protocol initially. Well, that's sort of, that's where it sort of started off. Is that correct? Well, I'd say it was, it was for typical back pain, but it okay. was it was the farthest from a typical back pain protocol. And I think that's what, <laughs> I think that's what made it so unique is um, it did start. So the history of it was Doc Goodman was told he needed a double spinal fusion surgery for his low spine yeah. in chiropractic school. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, wow. yeah. The development came from necessity. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. So a lot of people you see, um, obviously your, your clientele is very interesting. You've got a lot of different clients everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Big wave surfers. We've got entertainment, we've got Madonna, we've got all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, what's it like working with a very broad spectrum of different people with different needs? It's a forever learning process. Yeah. And, you know, I, I found that um, everybody comes with something different and sometimes their needs are emotional. And there's, there's an emotional element around the pain, around the injury, the guarding and, you know, being able to, you know, I, I feel like I've been so privileged to learn from the fire service of an environment where I was around multiple personalities all the time and had to learn how to evolve in this team and, and coexist with all these different people. And so that really helped me when I went into the world of training, go out there and be able to just be myself around all these different people. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it, it's such an interesting journey, you know, because what's crazy is the, the patterns and what's going on becomes very, very consistent. You start to see a lot of the same things. They just present differently in people's bodies. Okay. And so, um, it's just, it's really fascinating. Um, you know, but it makes for great stories. Like I, I, I was in Australia a couple of years ago yeah. and um, as a result of having done some work with Dr. Goodman and um, I believe his last name was Fitz Gibbons. He was the strength, one of the strength and conditioning coaches of the Sydney Roosters. Mm-hmm. He brought us in to work with, um, to try to let 10 key players see what they thought of foundation training. 
And so I got to take 10 of these massive foot, uh, as you guys call them, footy players. Yeah, uh, yeah. Am I saying it right? Is it footy? Yeah. I'm trying to I've lost my odds. I haven't been over in like two years. <laughs> you guys, it's like a whole different language. Oh, and it's uh, a language. Just hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, like, I, I've, I've done four or five trips and road trips, you know, uh, Coolangatta, and everyone chews me out for how I say it. Um, all around Sydney, down to Kayama, um, over to Margaret River. So I've had some time yeah. over there. But these 10 key players that are just massive. Mm. And they come in, and they're all very friendly. I put them into a founder. And this was I, – I still tell the story today. 30 seconds, and they're shaking. <laughs> and, and just like, ha, huh, and they come out of it, and they all are just looking around. Yep. And what was cool was – the end, the coach said, well, you know, Jess, thanks for, because I'd met him once, well, thanks for coming, really stoked, we'll talk with the players, and one of them was just like, coach, we need this, and he just walks out, mm. and so I believe after that, um, Doc Goodman had lined up, so Johnny Gannon, uh, one of the coaches over there uh, in uh, Marubra, to, yeah. was started yeah. working with the players for a while. Awesome. But, um, I was going to ask you yeah. about what, what the scope is across here in Australia, um, how, you know, how many people are doing it, where, where it's been accessed, yeah? Well, around around Sydney, quite a bit. Johnny Gannon was, kind of spearheaded it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we did a certification in Australia uh, with Holistic Pro Health. He's a surf movement coach up on the um, up in Coolangatta. Mm-hmm. Am I saying mm-hmm. it right? Well, yeah, I, I think so. I would say it wrong as well, so don't worry. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I heard Coolangatta or like. Coolangatta or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, there's a, he's a movement coach out there and he, he hosted us and we, it was amazing. I mean, we sold out and we had, you know, probably 20, 25 people from Oz. We had people come over from New Zealand, Singapore. Um, and so I know, um, we've got one or two instructors in Perth, one or two in Margaret river, mm-hmm. and then, um, quite a few in Sydney and, um, just different parts, you know, spread out now, awesome. but awesome. Uh, it's been really cool, you know, and to, to finish on the note of responses to doing the work, mm. the craziest responses I've seen have been, um, I've, I've been very privileged to work with some of our U.S. military, um, very high level elite special operations people. And some of those guys, when they come out of a movement, they're, it's almost like their body is doing so much, but because they're not moving, they're like building up this just, uh, and mm. one of them came out of an exercise and just started roundhousing a punching bag. Wow. Another one came out of the movement and went running around a parking lot. And it was, <laughs> it was almost like, you know, I, these are guys that have been in heavy combat. And so their big things is the mental health aspect of, they feel like they've seen a therapist when they get done with it. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. um, that's really cool. Those are the crazy things we're hearing as this work continues to evolve. Body work in general, doesn't it? Like when you hear about you mm. know the books such as The Body Keeps Score and where we where we hold patterns and trauma and all these sorts of things, even just from injuries and sporting injuries or repeated patterns of how we hold our body in certain scenarios or situations. Once you start opening that up or changing that, it can be really that that mental aspect as well as health, you know, with the mm-hmm. whole body function. Yeah, it's super interesting. All right, so Jesse, <laughs> I wanted to ask you what what other things 
do you do surrounding foundation training? What, what's in your life at the moment, something different that you do or something that you can't live without every day? Other protocols or health hacks or things that you really think make a massive difference to your health on a daily basis? Ooh, good question. Mm. Um, loaded question. <laughs> Let's see. I love the so right. Could be anything. <laughs> yeah. So the so right is one. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the so right, but no, uh, so. can I show you? Yeah. It'll take me literally one time. I'm looking at it. I look yeah. down. Like, oh, I love this thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Show me. So for releasing the psoas. Oh. And now. I know it does. The it does. is and so sore. <laughs> well, here's what I found is I, I had, I had a, a therapist I was living with that one day I was like, Oh, I'm really tight, man. I'm doing my, I'm doing my foundation training and it's not getting rid of it. And yeah. that's usually the time where I go, okay, I need to go see a physio. It's, you know, it just because you're doing the work all the time, it doesn't mean you don't still need to get adjusted. It doesn't mean you don't need those massages or acupuncture, all of those modalities as, as um, one of our legends in our community over here talks about is it takes a village. Mm. It takes all of it. You know, mm. there's no one standalone. And so um, my, my friend, luckily at the time I was with a Cairo and he went in on my psoas and was just like, man, your, I was one side, he goes, that is crazy. And I was leaving and yeah. he goes, if you weren't leaving town and you were a patient coming to me, I'd tell you, I need to see you the next three days mm -hmm. and keep working on this. I go uptown to uh, another doc's place to do a, a, a day thing with him. And he had one of these at his house. And I asked him, what do you think of it? Cause people, people send him stuff to to test out and give feedback. And you know, what does he think? What do he recommend it? And he's like, I'm still figuring it out. So I laid on it while he's talking to us and teaching about something and was just using it. And I went, okay, I'm buying one <laughs> because when I don't have those hands with me and it actually took the place of my foam roller when I travel, mm. you know, like I, um, because of certain jobs over the years, uh, sometimes I can have a plan that I'm only going away for two weeks and like, like uh, Madonna, I'm gone for 10 months and there's a <laughs> pandemic in the world. And so I've learned to pack. Yeah, um, for whatever you need. anything and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, you know, I, I'm very adamant about vitamins and minerals. Um, you know, the the other hobbies and habits, journaling, daily journaling, breath okay. work. Yeah, the those kind of tools that allow allow me to have control of my mental state, my health. I make it a point, and I always say I'm I'm. I fall off the wagon like everybody else. I make it a point to really start my day by not taking this thing out of airplane mode, not looking at the iPad, my, my laptop, mm -hmm. and getting up, having my morning routine, journaling, reading something along the lines of self-improvement. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, I like to find, usually I go from the Daily Stoic or you know, I'll just find something that resonates with me. I'll write it down and I'll just try to give myself a brain exercise to expand on this thing in my own words. Mm -hmm. And so I've just found that this morning routine in conjunction with 
an opening of breath work and gratitude practice gives me a lot of control in my day and even helps me stay on task because if anybody hasn't noticed, I can be a little all over the place in, in my direction of speaking. That's why when you said like, I don't have a list, I'm like, oh, you're brave. Um, <laughs> but, no, no, uh, it's good. I'm used to dealing with yeah. people like this. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. I like it's, uh, it. It's creative. Awesome. 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 It, it helps. It, it's, it's kept me curious and that, oh. that would be the biggest one. So otherwise oh. being outdoors, playing, being open to trying new things, avoiding the mentality of like, oh, why am I going to go try and learn this? Or, oh, this new modality is different than what I do. Like, oh, what, what, oh, that's just, th no, I'm going to go learn it. I'm going to explore it. There's, there's so many great takeaways, but it's so easy to get stuck in thinking that the, what the things we've learned is, is it, and there's nothing else. And so keeping a curiosity. Oh. So, so true. You learn something from everything you come across, whether it's a small yeah. amount or it's a big amount, it may change you. It may just change your perception slightly and people too, they, they teach you so much. So um, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. I think just keeping an open mind is really important in all, in all times of life. So yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated about being a, being a busy guy, traveling all over the place. A lot of the time that groundedness, through those daily routines, I'd find, well, I'd, I'd say that they find you well and they make you keep on track. Do you find it unsettling to be all over the place, not knowing where you are, like those cases where you're gone for 10 months and, you know, not having a proper routine some of those times? You know, when it, it when it, I got good at taking, I got really good at recognizing if I get up early at 5 a.m., and I do these things, there's no distractions. And if I do these things, mm. then I feel like I have a degree of, I don't want to say control, but I, I can reel it in. And the, the, it's really the breath work and, and, and the starting with gratitude. What is my focus? What am I working on? And happiness. And it's a Tony mm. Robbins combination that mm. he talked about one day with Oprah. And I heard it and I started using it because he gave the thing, if you're serious about being successful, then you can take 10 minutes to do this. And, you know, I was driving in my van across country on the new adventure foundation. I always tell this, I was like, I'm, that's me. I'm going to be successful. And so I went, all right, it's only 10 minutes. And I did it for almost two years and never missed a morning. And when I did, I was the only times I ever went into like panic mode that, have I messed up leaving the fire service? Mm -hmm. And so that was a really compelling thing. But to go back to your question, um, the only times that it really started to feel like that was when I was doing the van light thing for, for real. Yeah. And I was in California doing that. And I just hit a point where, yeah, I felt like morning rituals were lagging, morning practices, having a space to move and train. And, um, you know, I, I will go out there and do my stuff, but I'm also somewhat of a private person. Like I don't, I'm not a look at me so I can be self-conscious of, I'm just going to go out in said park in front of everybody and do my foundation practice and not care. And, you know, it's something I've worked on, but mm, for a long mm. time, I was always just kind of just, Ugh, is there anywhere <laughs> we can go without a bunch of people, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. it was challenging. It was challenging. Um, yeah. But it's a, I've just come to accept it. And mm. when COVID hit, I started to feel a little bit of a draw to want to have more of a secure spot. Mm -hmm. And 
it's weird knowing I've got the nest here. When I go off, it's, it's fine. It's a, you know, it's an adventure. The biggest thing is making sure that I do my, my self care and I make it a point to explore a little bit. I don't yeah. get stuck in a hotel room. Hey, I'm here for two, three days for a job. Then it starts to become exactly that. And mm. the, the adventure of being on the road goes away. And so yeah. all these things, like any relationship, if you don't pay attention and nurture some of those things, it can just become routine. And mm. uh, the adventure of being on the road that we all, and even me as a fireman at the time, had fantasized about, you start living it. But if you don't nurture and pay attention, it can become just another routine. And then it gets you know, dangerous. Not a good routine. Mm. oh that's so important i love that point that's amazing so yeah that, that's so true wow um so on that sort of on that note when you're coming across different personalities in the industry and i know from my my perspective just on a day-to-day -day interaction with a lot of different people you can have you can have a draw so you can have an energy draw you can have an impact on how people are impacting you and your grounded or your grounded life um and the, the 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 need for them or the need for them to have you around all the time. How how do you interact with these types of personalities if you come across them? And I know you probably do because you have a huge scope of clients. Do you it, boundaries? You know that's sort of where I'm getting to. How do you put those in place, mm. especially with what you're doing? You're very close up in person with a lot of people and their their injuries and their life and you know living sometimes with within their their lives. Yeah, how do you get around that? Uh, it starts with taking time to really evaluate what matters to you mm -hmm. and getting to a point, just, I go back to any, any relationship, you know, um, when I'm in, when I'm involved with somebody, like I, I go into any relationship knowing that I've got my non-negotiables mm -hmm. and so come hell or high water, you know, if this happens, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, Hey, listen, this is the deal. But I mean, it's kind of like things that we all know, but we don't say, but we'll make excuses. Right. And so yeah. in that term, like if I'm in a relate, someone got physical, that's a non-negotiable. Goodbye. This, there's yeah. no excuse for that yeah. and vice versa. So when I go into a relationship with any client is having that set for myself, having my just, what am I not okay with? You know, I, I had to learn the hard way with some clients of, I have to put a, I'm not available after nine o'clock at night. Mm. You know, that's, that's, I'm sorry, I'm done. And yeah. I will not make those mistakes again. And so being very upfront and mm -hmm. knowing your value and not shifting because, well, I would want this person to want me, you know, I want this person to, okay, well this one time is like, no, it's, it, it, this is the deal, you know, just like a price. This is what it costs. And if this doesn't work, no worries. I'll find you the right person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's a big one. I had something else, but I, I, I'm brain farting now. So yeah, no, no, no. I just find it. I find it very fascinating with how people interact and, and have their set boundaries and have um, an ability to deal with that because it can become something that's a break or a make or break over the years where mm. people can um, really fatigue out of the jobs that they do because they, they have so much energy draw away from them. Um, but it's, well, yeah. Well, that's, so that was the point I had. In the beginning, I made, I made some of those mistakes and mm. I, I had a client come and, and pay to spend a week with me. 
Mm. And we did, we were doing two a day trainings, but what I started to find, this was the most, if you had asked me six years ago, I'd have gone like, that's hippie BS. Like get out of here with this. But <laughs> I learned what it meant to be an empath. And yeah. I, as they got better, there was a stressful moment. And then next thing I knew I had all of their symptoms. Every, I mean, stuff that I, I never had oh. sciatica. Guess what? Jesse woke up with sciatica <laughs> and it was a very, very stressful, challenging, a, you know, for about two or three months and nothing was relieving it. And, um, I was trying everything. I had so many different docs work on me and it was just this, I had to learn one to guard mm -hmm. and, you know, I, 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 it helped that people told me, look at what Paul check talks about with cleaning people's energy off of you. Yeah. And so I got very, very, um, you know, just going in with my rituals to make sure that I'm setting my tone, setting my intention to help someone, but knowing that one, I can't help everyone mm -hmm. knowing that there's a point where maybe I need to refer them out to somebody else, or if it's just going to be toxic going like, sorry, this, this isn't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was like, yeah. nope, not going to do that one again. You know, big lesson, big lesson. And I hear that mm. happen a lot, especially with any physical modality is that you're, you're interacting with someone's energy field all the time that you, you get those, uh, yeah, similar symptoms. You get passed on some of those symptoms, which can be quite bad if you're not clearing that effectively. So yeah, super, super cool point. Yeah. I'm going to swing back around to foundation okay. training again. And I wanted just to talk a little bit about um, length of time. So a lot of people have asked that, you know, how long do you need to do this? And I know this is very different for each person. So it's hard for me to ask this question, but I sort of have to ask it. I see it personally as being something that you implement every day for the rest of your life because it can help with all sorts of different things that will pop up for you, different sports, different life times, all those sorts of things. But is there a particular time frame that you say to people that, look, we're looking at doing the minimum of this time to get some of the results that we want to get to? Yeah, absolutely. There's the time constraint will change with everyone, as you said, but I won't, I won't do what, um, I won't do the, oh, but it's different for everyone answer. So <laughs> when I'm working with somebody with an injury, yeah. I, I'm very, very close with them in that process. We're going three to five breaths. I'm literally watching the way they're responding, watching the way they're moving. Everything's looking good. And I will take them out of it before I see them start to fatigue. Or if the minute I see a facial change or like basically a collapsing away from the perfect posture position I want, yeah. then I go, okay, we're fatiguing. I'll have them get up, walk around, take a moment because I'll quote Dr. McGill here is the dose that's going to help them is very close to the dose that can hurt them. And so, yeah, applying that's that I read that in Dr. McGill's book, um, the ultimate back, uh, fix or something. Mm. And, um, great, excellent book, excellent book. When you talk about other modalities, I'm a huge fan of reading all of, all of his research. Um, I've yet to attend this course. I, you know, I'll teach the big three to people, mm. but to stay on task with your question, applying where we can ease their body in with incremental doses. So anybody with back pain, I'll go, I want you to go through this very slow. We'll ease them on. I'll have them get up and move around and I'll tell them, I want your nervous system to have a moment to process the information we're giving it. I want, you know, we're challenging it. Everything's feeling good. And I tell them, 
you've got to let me know, are we going, everything feeling good or bad? There's no right or wrong, but what you tell me is going to help me map what direction we start to take the work. This is mm. fully a back and forth process. Yeah. And so when we're on the right path, it's then I dose, I dose, get up, move around, walk, check in, yeah. let your body know one, that it's safe. Two, that what we're doing is good, mm -hmm. that it's okay. And if we start getting that quick pain relief, we want to let it know, hey, we're good, we're good. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. But never to a point where we start to fatigue and start to collapse into the patterns again that are causing pain. Okay. So I look at it all as patterns because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a practitioner. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a foundation training, um, you know, understudy of Dr. Goodman for the last five years. Mm -hmm. I've worked with him up until the last year with the majority of his patients. Mm -hmm. And so I feel very, very confident going in. Um, and I communicate with docs and different people. And if I see something where I'm going, whoa, mm -hmm. we need a physio, like checking my own ego and giving that over. Yeah. Um, now for the day-to-day -day practice, I go, I'm a big fan of, because I have so many activities already, mm -hmm. I like to go the 10 to 15 minutes to start my day, non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And then you know, if I go across the street and all the big wave surfers are getting ready to start training and they're going into an FT routine, awesome. I'm going to do it. And most of the guys over here, um, Billy Kemper, Mikey Red, uh, the, the guys that are here in Hawaii that train with Kahea Heart, they almost always are starting with foundation training awesome. and then a dynamic warm up. And mm -hmm. so I'll jump right. I mean, I can come from doing it up here, drink my coffee, do my routine, go across the street and I'm doing another 10 or 15 minutes. Um, but, you know, I look at micro doses through your day, get a couple exercises down that feel really good. You have a long drive while you're pumping gas, two to three minutes, um, movement snacks, have a snack throughout the day. And then, you know, three times a week, have a whole meal, do a long workout. You know, I, I volunteered to demo for Doc Goodman online the other day. And I was like, oh, God, why did I do this? I was, I was, <laughs> he, was he was burning me out, burning me out. And uh, I almost thought I was going to have to tap on an exercise because it got so challenging. But, you know, being able to find that play, find the balance. I tell everyone, don't go off the deep end where the only thing you do is foundation training. You know, maybe take two weeks and do only that and then bring all your other stuff back in and, and see what kind of shifts you find and feel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, some people, they just need a little bit and other people need a lot. Um, yeah. Balance. Yeah. It's all about balance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great answer. Great answer. So first of all, I'm very jealous that you're in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Are you hearing the roosters right now? Is that what's uh, going on? And uh, I'm, just, I'm just picturing the, the waves across the road. <laughs> pretty good. When you're uh, ready, when, when things open up, you can come and, and do a, a retreat here and I'll help you set everything up. Oh, that would be incredible. Oh, done. You've, you, we, we, we promised that. That's the pinky swear. We've just done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so for, I just wanted to now for the audience, where, yeah. so I, cause I know that you need to get off and have a big surf. <laughs> yeah. The swell is filling in actually. Uh, it's, and it's the end of season's over. It's the North shore and it's actually, filling in today and gonna to be good for the next five days i'm just Woo. so you're heading off in a boat yeah. soon are you well we we this morning or right before i jumped on you with yeah. you we were surfing my buddy's um what you call it uh outrigger canoe okay. i'm i've been i'm new to that which is really cool 
Mm -hmm. um, except when you're navigating on the front of the boat and basically yelling like move or be moved. And I'm just, uh Oh, oh. you know, but, <laughs> how do know, I move? Weaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's new, but just getting ready, you know, getting ready, right. I'm, I got world-class waves here. One of your guys is world-class, uh, surfers Barton Lynch is down the road mm. from me and I've been working with him and his wife uh the last last couple of weeks just you know going over doing foundation training talking health and and so um I always try to catch Barton for a surf when I can yeah so, yeah awesome. Awesome. Good, good neighborhood yeah I hear that about um where, where you are and, and that everyone's sort of you know chatting and if you're so into surf you, you have to be friends <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so where where do people start with foundation training? Where do they find it? Obviously, we've talked about the places in Australia. We've talked about, you know, over in the US, you're in Hawaii. There's so many places that you can do it. How do they sort of get going? What would you say is the sort of stepped approach to get into it? I would tell people, our, we have a streaming website. Mm -hmm. Getting on the streaming website and exploring the app. So... Again, it's, it seems like a joke, but yes, you have back pain. There's an app for it now. But getting on our foundation training app and then start with a bit. We have a baseline program. I organize it with Dr. Goodman around the idea that someone that wants to start to learn the work can get eased in from the exercise we felt would help connect the body best. Mm -hmm. And it's just monotonous repetition of cueing, reminding people the different points that they want to work to maintain and connect while they learn the concept of decompression breathing. Mm -hmm. So going on, going on the baseline program and following the eight weeks and getting it, getting it, the fundamentals down, mm -hmm. you can go to YouTube. We've got tons of free videos on there. You can watch a video today on decompression breathing. Mm -hmm. um, our most popular video that's free is the 12 minute workout. Um, but I tell everyone it's very outdated. You're going to see a lot of hyperextension and we've tried to take it down and the masses freak out, but encourage any skeptics to go on there and read the comments of, of what the work has done for people watching a YouTube video. Okay. So those are good points. And then if you're dealing with an acute symptom, mm -hmm. you can go to foundationtraining.com and search an instructor and see if there's one near you. And if not, we've got listed all of our certified instructors that do zoom training. So you can find and get those eyes on you while you're doing the work. Cause sometimes it can be as simple as a silly mistake, you know, somewhere in the chain that a set of a train, a set of trained eyes will catch it and help you shift. And like that, the work is night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I hate to double back again, but just thinking about yeah. surfing, shoulders are huge with surfers. Is that something that yeah. you've seen really work, in a, you know, coming away from the back? Because we've talked a lot about back pain, but shoulders, you know, this sort of movement, paddling, I, I've seen a lot yeah. of shoulder blowouts. I don't know about you, but <laughs> foundation yeah. Yeah. training, is this something that you've seen work really well with shoulders? Absolutely. And I'll yeah. tell you why. Mm. So we had, a, I, I swear, it's funny. I had so many through COVID shoulder stuff, especially yeah. with surfers and hip impingement stuff. Yeah. And the method doesn't change with either injury. You know, I tell people is, yeah, I might apply the work to target the shoulder, target the hip, but it's a systemic fix for the whole body. But mm. if you come to a shoulder stuff, I'm going to still apply everything, but focusing on really addressing your shoulder. But when you watch surfing and they're always going out in the yeah. internal rotation and pulling. Yeah. 
And so what we start to get is just like the guy that's doing a lot of bench press, mm. I'll see where there'll be, I'm going to kind of give you a, where they'll be yeah. standing with the shoulders here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Rounded in or our desk people rounding yeah. in from being forward. But yeah. we start to get this position where when we're pulling, we're pulling from the traps mm-hmm. and reaching out here. And essentially, once we're stuck into these positions, it gets really hard to leverage the lat muscles here. Yeah. And so we'll go into all of our exercises about taking the appendicular skeleton again, arms and legs at the most basic for anybody that's not sure what that is, arms and legs and go legs. We need a degree of balance back towards center mm-hmm. and we need to take the arms from being here back to this open position. Yeah. And so getting them to get back to where the pulling comes from the laps and yeah. not up here in the tiny muscles like this. Yeah. And so fundamental are getting really good at measuring sticks out here in long wing. But in these positions, it's one thing for me to just be here. It's another thing for me to be here and generate tension. So when I go into this, what I mean is, okay, I've got the sensation I'm palming a basketball or like I say in Hawaii, a coconut with each hand. (laughs) And that when I do that, I give a little degree of external rotation. Like there's a sheet of paper in my armpits Mm -hmm. and I think about squeezing onto them while I then lengthen up through the crown of my head the tension my SCM muscles, bring my chest up, and now we start the challenge of decompression breathing to expand the rib cage 360 degrees, not here, not here into the belly, but actually 360 where we're opening and expanding, challenging very specific muscle of respiration into a tug of war so that then we're tensioning those limbs to center, rib cage expanding out, helping things like the anterior serratus, which knits the rib cage, fastens that scapula back here in to start to be back to a balanced and effective length as well. So this is all where it goes down the rabbit hole, but getting really good at that or maybe making these fish punching down with external rotation, very specific cues so that we're firing the lats. Then when we come up here through movement or if I do what we call a shoulder trace and I go through internal to external rotation, so my shoulder's going through its full range of motion, I've got the right muscles, but I'm not compensating from the rib cage to make it happen. Or when my hands come behind my head, I don't have to track my head forward to make space. Right. And so getting the nervous system on board so that Mm -hmm. it recognizes, Oh, Hey, we're good. And it starts to grant greater ranges of motion as these muscles are working and supporting the joints. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you think that's good, you're going to love Doc Goodman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. It just makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we get weekend warriors here, you know, obviously the, the nine to fivers and then going out on the weekend and blowing their shoulders out. You know, so it just makes, it makes so much sense. We're like this and they, then boom. Well, they need, and those are the ones I say that I, I push. If you're a nine to five, if you've got that weekend warrior lifestyle is get the movement snacks in, mm. you know, start like take, Two minutes, I mean, I'm telling you, two minutes. Get in your mirror, get big, and focus on the decompression breath. You can watch the tutorial for free on YouTube. Throughout the day, you know, we have a, a, a FT office program on our streaming website that is two to five minute workouts for people at the desk in a small cubicle where they mm-hmm. can roll back and go through, but break up sitting by getting big and tall, yeah. getting expansive again. So that when you go out into nature and you want to go play and do the things, pick up the kids without pain or 
go go into the woods and be able to climb and crawl and jump and, and play. I was hanging from branches the other day and it's amazing <laughs> how rewarding how rewarding I'm like it's got to be something with our our the, the monkey brain of Private, mine yeah. and how rewarding <laughs> it is just to hang from branches again yeah. but be able to go do that and not worry about breaking down I'm I'm 38 almost 40 I did 17 years in a career that is known for destroying bodies. The guys, when I, I remember my whole career, guys, oh, just wait, it's part of the job, it's part of getting older. And my mind was, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. That's not gonna be me, and I'm yeah. gonna learn, I'm gonna search. And it was not an easy road. And I tell everybody, it's like, there's a learning curve, yeah. but if you get consistent, it happens quick. Mm, mm. Oh. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, not only firefighting is the, the toxins that you come across every day, right? I get so many clients coming in. It's crazy. You know, saunas, saunas, saunas for them. I was just, you, you nailed it. I was just going to say my, my other, my things that I can't, so when I can't travel or when I am traveling, I can't bring it with, I'm a massive sauna guy. Like mm. sauna heavy, um, you know, the right, the the right uh, you know spirulina and chlorella throughout my day and mm. I just um I look back at, at that lifestyle and and that's really what I I look at with now with people is like you're coming to me for training great let's also talk about other things are you sleeping what's your sleep like what's your diet like you know mm. we we can't we can't do miracles here and if you're treating the internal like a, a toxic waste or just like a, a, a free-for-all like we're still in college yeah. then of course it's it's going to be worse and worse and the shifts it's not easy but if you really want to get the most out of your rig then start treating it like it matters and and Absolutely. get eight hours you know like i i've my big one that you asked of new things is i got i've been really going down the rabbit hole of melatonin there's a doc Ooh. here that uh like he's this guy's got me oh 80 mil I, I thought 80 milligrams was a lot and he's making a this guy's making a suppository of 250 milligrams of melatonin yeah and he yeah. was just on a, a ben greenfield podcast yeah and i know going, who you mean yeah 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 okay yeah 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 i'm looking at getting some over here because i want to try it i'm like what 200 milligrams suppository that's incredible and nad as well i'm so excited so I have it in my freezer because he's actually, <laughs> I went, I know like I'm talking about some drug. It's, it's a supplement. I yeah. bought it, but I've been, I was so, I'm, this is me though. I've had it for at least four months in my fridge. I have not done it because I went, I need to read more on the effects of melatonin. Like I'm mm. still a little bit apprehensive about that much, but yeah. I just, I, I'm going to go back and I just started the episode with him and Ben Greenfield. I'm like, mm. okay. Now I feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. um, to start, but I, you know, I've got, I've got an ozone unit here. I was mm -hmm. actually like, now that I'm in one place for a little while, I can start my personal detox protocols of coffee enemas, ozone, and then start working in again, the, well, actually for the first time trying this Sandman supplement, mm. but um, you know, looking at, looking at, um, looking at sleep, looking at diet and, um, you know, I, I know I'm probably going to lose a lot of people that were kind of on the edge on if they like me. Cutting <laughs> down the beer, I, 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 especially in Oz, I know. Uh, and I mean, my favorite times have been, you know, I've traveled to Indonesia solo and Ozzy's always just took me in and made me part of the team. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, bro, oh, I'm not yeah. going to try to hang with you guys. Oh, I'm not even going to try. The alcohol but, 
full on here, I can tell you. And I'm always the party breaker, telling people that mm. you, know, you can't drink three beers a night or even go crazy on the weekend and expect your body to live up the next day. There is no hungover, hangover hack no. for that. You cannot come back. No. <laughs> and, and for the guys, like I, I, read a, I read a book when I was still firefighting and it was called Your New Prime. And I, you know, it was uh, for the aging athlete over 40, I remember, because I was working with all older guys in the fire service. Okay, let me, let me crack into this. And the minute he talked about the effects on testosterone for men of yeah. drinking beer, I just went, yeah. oh, wow. And as yeah. a fireman, that was part of our culture was mm. go fast and you get after with the boys the next day or after a shift or that weekend or at every fire event. And it was just going hard. And, mm. you know, that started to really change the way I viewed health and, you know, things like free diving, that, that was what was my entry point to a breath practice was learning to free dive. And that really shifted uh, just so many things for him. So yeah, um, yeah. Take care of the internal, you know, oh. you hit me with sauna. I was like, ah, oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm massively into all that and the red lights and the PEMF and yeah, trying to bring a little bit more into Oz to, to make it a bit more normalized here. Cause we're a little bit behind the rest of the world in some parts. So we're slowly getting there. <laughs> well, you had into that note, you know, I've got a juve light sitting over here mm. and then that's the my near infrared light for anybody wondering. But then um, I saw you with methylene blue the other day Ooh, and yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, and I, I was so glad it. to see your post because it made me go, oh, when people ask me why, because I, I took it as a, uh, one of Madonna's um, trainers was with me and he put me on a blood flow restriction, all these different cool, cool mm -hmm. gadgets again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Initially, I was like, oh, I don't need any gadgets. I've got our bands now. <laughs> Josh? Yes. <laughs> I, I, Josh I love Josh. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're catching up again in a couple of weeks. Al, Josh is amazing. I, yeah. So yeah. what I'll tell you is I did a on-the-road wellness blog after, after working with Madonna. Mm -hmm. And I traveled and connected with various uh, functional medicine docs, Chinese medicine doctors, trainers, athletes, um, military, just normal people around the corner that had used foundation training. But the goal was to bring in different tools of wellness for mm. people like foundation training is connecting all of us, yeah. but what else do they do? But what's your story of resiliency? What's your story of, Oh, five surgeons told this, you know, young girl, she needed neck surgery for neck pain. And she's on the cusp of becoming a world champion stand up, stand up paddleboarder in the U S um, and she doesn't get surgery. And so I'm going, I've got to share your story. Mm. You know, a, a jujitsu gym owner, multiple surgeons want to work on his back. You have to stop teaching jujitsu. You've got to get spine surgery, find a new career. Mm. He did the 12 minute video online. This is from foundation, 12 minute video twice. And his back pain was gone and multiple surgeons wanted to go in. That's and incredible. so it's not always the case, yeah. but it does. I mean, it happens a lot. And the, what's cool is this blog is just me wandering around the U S connecting with people. I've got two-time Olympic gold medalist Ted Ligeti on there for downhill skiing, uh, paddleboarders, firefighters, military, but um, really good chance to bring together. And Josh is in there. That's yeah. another long story to tell you. Josh <laughs> is in there. We talk about transcriptions. And for me, it's like I was actually messaging um, one of the doctors of transcriptions like, hey, um, 
what videos did you need from me? Cause they're going to send me more. Yeah. And I, I was filming the other day and my, my camera guy goes, bro, you need more of that blue stuff. Yeah. When you had the blue stuff, it was one take. Yeah. We did like 20 takes on. to get this one thing. Love. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Boy. So yeah, I'm part yes. of the home hope crew. So we, uh, we, we do, so I do home hope here as a specialty and mentored by Dr. Ted and then Dr. Ted's got transcriptions. So I'm lucky to be a part of the other side, the nonprofit side, but the, the wow. transcriptions is where it's sort of leading people to get to that next level. So it's incredible. I love it. I absolutely love mm. it. But we've, I've created a cannabis module for them online there. Um, wow. So I did the, the endocannabinoid my medical cannabis module there. So that's incredible as well. And that seems quite ironic that we can't have it legally here yet in Australia, but I'm creating the module. <laughs> well, it's coming. Soon. It's coming. Soon. The world, yeah. the world yeah. is coming. You know, yeah. it really is. Doc Goodman's next book um, has got a big part about that. Uh, in, am I saying it right? In the cannabinoid system? In the cannabinoid, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so his next book, um, centered around found, it's centered around wellness and it's, it's diving into the functional side, the uh, endocannabinoid system yeah. and natural ways to stimulate as well as how THC and CBD work mm. and affect as well as heat therapies and modalities such as that and the conjunction for a complete wellness. Awesome. So really exciting. It's going to come out in uh, early 2022. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. The more we hear about this sort of stuff, the more we can help people, the more that gets out there about it. I'm yeah. a big, big fan of hyperbaric chambers as well. You know, Dr. Scott. I was in one last night. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And I'm looking to get something here as well, but um, as in get it up and running for the public. But yeah, um, I've got the best mentors that are showing me all these amazing different things that I just can't help but scream it at the shadow, you know, top of the top of my lungs at the top of the building. <laughs> love it. Keep doing it. We need it. You know, the, the, the dive in and do surgery, the, uh, Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicaid is just gone. I mean, it's, it's so sad over here mm. in the States, oh. you know, and, and what you're doing is just, it, it's the way and, and it still blows my mind when I go out into the world and go listen to a friend to go, you need to go see a functional medicine doctor. You yeah. need to see a Chinese medicine. You need to see someone that's not going to just treat your symptom, but yeah. get to what's causing it, you know? So For it's sure. a, yeah, we're all, we're all in the same I like to say we're all part of the resistance. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love it, meeting more and more people and we're just all binding together and just being a, being a true tribe. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. So, and thank you so much for doing all your work, Jesse. And so I don't keep you too much longer, where can everyone find you and all your work that you're doing? Um, you know, even with, with, the, with, with the training, but obviously um, your, your channels also. Yeah, uh, Instagram, I tell people, is like the quickest, easiest coach. J Salas, S A L A S. Yeah. Um, that's generally the best one. My email is jesse at foundationtraining.com. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I put together a website, but I don't really do anything with it. People find me, you know, <laughs> people find me. Those things. Yeah. 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 And I just, you know, like I, I share my stuff. I, I work, I really work to, direct people to our our world of instructors we've got a lot of really talented ones uh some people just insist on wanting to work with me or doc goodman mm -hmm. and you know I, I tell them like i i'm more than happy to work with you but i charge more than most 
if mm-hmm. you want, I can direct you to a great coach, mm-hmm. great foundation instructor. Um, if you're adamant, then we can do some work together. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Instagram's an easy one. And then on the North Shore of Oahu. <laughs> I'll be making my way over there as soon as I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I keep watching like, what's going to happen, Oz? Am I ever going to be allowed oh. back in? You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm waiting on the jab. So I'm, I'm waiting to, for time to see. I'm just not in a rush. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm hearing, sadly, I think. I'm hearing middle of next year, they'll open up international borders again. So yeah. that's hoping. That's hoping. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. If if it means I gotta get get these things so I can travel the world like I like to, then at that time I will. Um yeah. I'm just waiting for more research, you know. I'm not Me pro too. or against, I'm just waiting for more research. Me too. <laughs> I'm exactly in the yeah. same position as you. Absolutely. Well, it was an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited I finally got to have a chat to you. Thanks so much, Jesse. And we can maybe have a follow-up in the future and to see where you're getting to and maybe even in person if we if it's sooner than we think. <laughs> I would love that. I'm, I'm here for a while, so awesome. I would, I would, I'll look forward to it. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank- Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au.